What's up? My name is Scotty Sarzen, and this is the Get Bit or Get Fit Trying Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about how I got started into fishing almost 32 years ago. I also want to tell you what my plans are for February to get ready for the spring bite. And we'll wrap up with what exactly do I mean by Get Fit. So I thought I'd start off with my earliest memory of fishing with my dad and my grandpa. It was a small pond, and I don't remember catching any fish. I remember the ride there. I remember sitting in between them on a bench seat in a late 1970s Ford pickup truck. I can remember my grandfather's laughter while he would mess with my leg pretending it was a gear shift. A little about me. I'm based in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is in the northeast portion of the state. Almost all of my fishing, aside from pond hopping, is basically an hour away from home. These days, pond hopping is almost impossible as an adult. You just simply can't get away with it as easy as I could as a child or teenager. While there could be a million different ways someone could be considered a criminal, in my town, this has been added to the list also. We also have a couple of reservoirs and a few rivers that really aren't known for much in my fishing circle, so I probably haven't put enough effort into them, but when I have, they've been very disappointing. So I grew up pan fishing, bluegills, crappies, and some perch, mainly in Kosciuszko County and Whitley County, Indiana. Eventually, I fell in love with bassin, went from catching as many bluegills as possible under the dock to using a black and silver Berkeley power worm with a 6'6", medium-heavy, ugly stick. Fishing with Dad meant an all-day thing. We'd wake up before light, and we'd be gone all day long. We had a 14-foot V-bottom aluminum boat with a 25-horsepower Evinrude outboard motor. I was spoiled as a kid when it came to fishing. I often tell people I had no choice but to love fishing because I was so lucky to have such great times out in the water. That was fishing for me as a kid. Those were the days, back when it was simple. Now I got 10 plus bass combos and almost 100 different bass jigs. I gotta tell you a story about how crazy I've always been about fishing. On my 16th birthday, Dad told me to check the garage when I got home from school. Now 16, you think car, because it's time for a driver's license. Nope. When I got home, I opened the garage door to find my very own 12-foot aluminum flat-bottom boat. Single-handedly, the best gift I ever got. Wasn't a bit of disappointment. All I could think about was how awesome it was going to be to have my own boat up at my grandpa's lake place to take and use whenever I wanted. February. It's cold. Not the coldest winter we've ever had, but cold enough. However, I've done a lot of February open water fishing, so I know it's time to start getting stuff ready. Rods and reels need cleaned, I need to check line, and I need to do inventory on my baits. Early in the season, I'm dying to rip some lips on some bass, but I can't pass up early season crappies. One of my biggest goals for fishing this year is I don't want to get lost in my bass and obsession. I want to remember that there are many fish to target, and in my opinion, a lot of times, if you can find one species, you can find another. Another goal for this season is to make an effort to practice on the days that the bite isn't cooperating. What I mean is like practicing accuracy of different casting techniques, whether that's overhand, sidearm, pitching, skipping, and etc. You know, real-world practice not just the coffee can in the driveway practice. For me, early season fishing means targeting channels. I know plenty of people will catch lots of fish main lake, but I almost never do early. Don't get me wrong, sometimes I'm too early, and the channels are like ghost towns for a few trips, and then someone flips the switch and they're on. Usually crappies first, but I know as soon as I catch a pike, the bass will be in soon. My approach for crappies is simple, shallow water and minnows. If I can't find anything in the channels, I target the mouth of channels and main lake points. For bass, I don't get overly complicated either. I start with small baits, like a Johnson minnow spin or a chatterbait. I like both the flashback mini and the micro chatterbait. 
If the water isn't clear, or if there's a good wind, and I know that there are some fish nearby, I'll definitely throw a reaction bait. First I start with small baits, and then I work my way up in size of bait. Anytime I think I can make them react, I try. It's more engaging, and it helps me stay warmer when it's cold out. However, sometimes you really have to soak it. To get them to bite, for me, that's a last resort. If the bass aren't in the channels, and I end up out in the mouth of channels, or out on the points, I'm using a Ned Rig, Blade Bait, or Jerk Bait. As the water warms though, I'll start throwing more full-size chatterbaits, and if they produce, I'll move away from Ned Rigs and Blade Baits and start adding in lipless crankbaits. Also, as soon as there are weeds around, I'll start throwing soft jerkbaits. My favorite is the Zoom Super Fluke and Green Pumpkin. Now, let's talk about what does Get Fit mean to me, and what it means to me is and should be different than what it means to you. Once I was in the gym for a couple of weeks, I started seeing gains in my physical health and huge leaps in my mental health. Oftentimes, I would be so depressed in the winter. I used to blame it on a lack of fishing because ice fishing isn't the same for me. But now I know it was also vitamin D deficiency and a lack of physical exercise that comes from enjoying the outdoors all summer long. I got addicted to feeling good after workouts and to the gains I was seeing in the mirror. I changed my diet and made sure that it was centered on meats and vegetables and also almost no fast food. My weakness is pizza, which is also partially to be blamed on my niece because I love her and while well, she loves pizza. When I first started at the gym, all I could do was walk on the treadmill for five minutes as fast as possible, take a one minute break, and then repeat five minutes of walking. I do this for a total of 30 minutes. My favorite cardio was the exercise bike. I felt like I could really push myself on it. But even then, I would take a one minute break every five minutes to rehydrate. I basically approached it like each minute was a rep and five of them equal to set. I'd also do this for 30 minutes total. I hated the rower and the step machine, but I made myself do them following the same five minute set, one minute break routine. However, I would do 15 minutes total for both of those, but on the same day. So basically, I had a three day cardio routine. One day would be walking, the next day would be bike, and then on the third day, I would do the step machine and the rower. On the fourth day, I would try to take a break, or I would do some simple lifting with one of the machines my gym had available. Nothing specific though. It was more about learning about my body. Within a month, I was jogging instead of just walking on the treadmill. I'd have entire weeks where I'd work out every day because I was feeling so damn good. A few months in, I started doing DDP yoga. And if you don't know what that is, you have to check it out. I'll have a link in the description. It's changed my life. All I'm doing is his early stuff when he called it YRG yoga. But if you look into what he's doing now, it's saving people's lives. He's literally giving them their life back or a whole new life they never had before. Shortly after starting yoga, in late February, I started a push-up challenge. I did one push-up on my first day, two on the next day, and three on the day after that. I did this for 30 days, for 30 push-ups. Then I started adding five more reps every week, so 35 push-ups a day, six days a week. I'd split them into three sets. By the end of April, I was doing 60 a day, six days a week. I remember the day my life change got real for my dad. We were fishing for crappies in March in the channels that we fish every year. I wasn't about to let fishing get in the way of my goals. So I took my heavy jacket off, got down in plank position right there on the seawall, and knocked out my first set of push-ups for the day. A few hours later, I did my second set for the day. And then later, I finished at the gym. At this point, Corona has arrived and started taking over our lives. I don't remember exactly when the gym's closed. It's not the part that's worth remembering. At some point soon after, though, I decided to take it as my new challenge. I bought a bicycle. I started walking and riding every day. I tried to run, but my knees couldn't take the pounding on the hard pavement. I also learned that I wasn't used to setting my own pace. I was used to the treadmill doing that for me. 
Thankfully, in Indiana, they still allowed us to go outside and do things. So I tried to use kayaking as a source of exercise. I put more focus in my posture, paddle strokes, and breathing than I ever did before. And I believe it was sometime in July when they let us go back to the gym. At this point, my work schedule had changed, and I was now working third shift. I work as a caretaker for the intellectually disabled. And in between bed checks and chores, I do my yoga and push-ups, and eventually added pull-ups, chin-ups, and squats to the routine as well. Through the fall, I'd grind out the new routine I had created of yoga at night four to five days a week and cardio at the gym three to four days a week. By the time my one-year anniversary at the gym hit on November 1st, I weighed 170 pounds, down 60 pounds from where I had started. It was at this point I told myself, never again. I will never stop pushing forward. I had gotten the win that I so desperately needed, and I couldn't help but want for more. These days, I do 100 push-ups a day five or six days a week, but I incorporate it in between my yoga sessions. I've also started pull-up and chin-up challenge, which I'll tell you more about in future episodes. The reason I tell you all these details is because it's really possible to build yourself up. Get fit is a marathon, guys, not a sprint. Positive attitude really does work, but no matter how hard I try, I'm not capable of doing it all the time. I still have my weaknesses. I still fail. I still have cheat meals and days where I rest and play video games instead of going to the gym. But rest is important too. Biggest mistake I used to make was trying to be perfect. I'd fail every time. I'm sure some can go all out and never look back, but it didn't work like that for me. For me, slow and steady wins the race. For instance, if you do some research, like on YouTube, for advice on workouts or diets, you'll find so many different people with so many different ideas. Many of these people will be super rigid and strong in their opinion that their plan is the only way to get the results that you want. I totally disagree. I think that there are lots of ways for you to reach your physical goals, but I don't know that all of those ways will work for you mentally. Many people do not believe in mental health. They think that it's an excuse that people use. Again, I disagree. I think that it's a part of all of us. It helps explain our behaviors in life. I actually believe denial of mental health existence is a sign of mental health issue. And it's not an excuse for bad behavior. It's a piece of the puzzle on why you behave the way you do. Through self-reflection and honesty, you can learn how to deal with your mental health issues and grasp a can-do attitude, which will be very valuable in fishing, workouts, and life in general. I want to thank everyone and anyone who is listening. This was episode one. I know early on, and while I'm alone, this may come off as more of an audio blog, but I'd rather that than nothing at all. I'm learning as I go, and I hope to improve the show. My goal right now is at least one show a week, but who knows? Again, please check out the link to DDP Yoga. He's an amazing person doing amazing work and deserves to have all the support in the world, whether his system works for you or not. Also, I've included some other links in the description for some of the lures I mentioned before, and I want to say thank you to my niece for my podcast profile pick art. You better be listening, Brad and to my brother for the tech support. And thanks again for listening. See you next time on Get Bit or Get Fit Trying.